Hey, thanks for signing up for the Public Beta Podcast. This is June 24th, 2020. Your host this week, myself, Lee, and I'm joined by Reed. Hi. Hi, buddy. You're Hi. all fired up. We got to turn the microphones on because uh, uh, all the gold was spilling onto the floor here. All the gold? Yeah. Much like a golden encrusted oh, oh. dragon. No, I'm going to just uh, say everything again that I just said. Just go right into it. Yeah. No no, uh, no quarter. <laughs> uh, so uh, you were away uh, with a busy week last week. You're on holidays. Yeah, I moved to a new uh, place. Yeah, so you skipped both podcasts. Uh, yeah. On Sultans of Slam, I spoke uh, a bit rambling uh, about speaking out uh, in the pro wrestling world. And since then... Uh, it is. It is it bled way worse. Yes, it, it, not only has it gotten worse in the world of pro wrestling, but it has bled uh, into the world of video games once again. And uh, wait, there's sexual allegations. In th- video there's games? always sexual. So, like, here's the thing: like, the pro wrestling thing was new because suddenly it's just like, oh, that like this has been kind of like a rolling thing for the past four years. Now suddenly the pro wrestling world is feeling it. Uh, but this also basically just kind of branches out and uh there's huge uh allegations and things going on in the video game uh, industry right now of abuse uh ign lots of complaints there the cards against humanity guys uh, are under fire again uh, and the issue here of course is like some of these stories are not new stories uh some of the stuff that's coming up is just like i've i've heard this before this came up four years ago obviously nothing has been done with it nothing has been pursued uh so all that is going down and uh yeah people scrambling to it's you have the you have the grunt level workers uh who for them this is day in day out what they deal with and then you have the game company as a whole above the singular person who's in power who is predicating this uh so you have this this huge disconnect this huge gap between what's actually happening what can be done why hasn't anything been done why is this the culture and i don't even know what to say about it anymore uh as more names come out, uh, male and female, uh, recounting their their stories, uh, it's all horrifying. And uh, due process, let's it, like I I don't buy into platitudes. I don't buy into the company being just like it's we got to be better. This is not acceptable. It's got to be better. That's that's meaningless. That doesn't that's, yeah until you actually do yes, something. Your e- words mean shit. Like even Sasha Banks when she did her her apology, which I thought was the high road for both of those people. This is like how adults would deal with a situation. Uh, but even in her, she's just like, we, I can't condone. This is like, no, no Sasha, no one, no one condones yeah, this. No That's, that goes without saying. Um, and it's, it's sad that that has to be said, or that's even part of any of this is just like, oh yeah, this is, that's not, that's something that shouldn't be happening. And as the brand entity, I have to come out and say, hey, we, we don't condone this. We, uh, we, we want it to, and it's, it's with everything going on right now, uh, and for a company to just kind of say that and then move on, it's like, oh, good to know that while uh, people are being predatory in this person's company, they don't condone it. Uh, so therefore, yeah, no I guess, shit. Yeah, it's g- good to go. Um, but people don't give a fuck about that, Lee. The mob on Twitter only cares about what they can see. Right. And, and there's... they'll forget about it in a fucking month and then we'll come back to this five years later and we'll begin it all over again. Right. Um, kind of in how the internet has just discovered the man show. Uh, a show from f- fucking 25 goddamn years ago. They're just like, hey, you know Jimmy Kimmel? You know, like, I was in blackface, like, every week. And it's just like, fucking apparently everybody was. We were just talking about Simpsons. You're like, man, there's a lot of there's a lot of jokes that would be considered insensitive, things you couldn't say now. It's just like, well, you can't write a fucking TV show yeah. for someone watching it 30 years in the future. That's just not how this goddamn works. Um, 
whatever. I got, I don't have, I have nothing more to say. I kind of rambled about this on. on no, Friday, I don't. So. I don't think this is the platform to talk about such. Well, that's just anyway. it. It's like here's our goofball video game podcast. Uh, like what 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 do we have to add to the conversation? Yeah, no, we're not um, the kind of people that should be. Can speak eloquently. Yeah, what these, we should be talking about is Last of Us 2. <laughs> what we should be talking about Last of Us 2. Uh, so what we're actually going to do this week, just based on what it looks like, is we may furlough our New Vegas conversation to next There's week. There's so much to talk about in yes. regards to Last of Us because it's not such a simple game to talk about. Like You figure this would be a slam fucking dunk, right? Like, Well... Yes and no. Yes and no. But see, that's why it's complicated. Because yeah. you and me have spoken on this podcast before at length about how we both thought inherently there's, that a sequel to Last of Us 2 is a bad idea. There's almost more to talk about in, in terms of the the weird controversy around this game even existing than actually to talk about the game itself. Well, there's so much to talk about. Uh, yes. Um, so let's, but like, yeah, like we said we, before in previous podcasts, we tell, both talked about how we're both pretty adamant that we should not have followed this game up with a sequel. It doesn't need a sequel. Um... Our feelings, I think, are both... Like, listen, video games can... Are hard. Video games are hard, no. But <laughs> it's so easy to say one game's a masterpiece or one game's a piece of shit and that's where you leave it, right? But it's not that symbol. It's not binary like that. Yeah. Nowadays, it seems like everybody has to put everything to extremes. You go on YouTube and you look up Last of Us 2, every video is either, oh, it's a masterpiece or it's full of holes, it's yeah. a piece of shit. Getting review bombed on, yeah. on release date, 12,000 yeah. zeros. It's, it's like people have forgotten the ability of video games to be, you know, pretty Nuanced good. Nuanced and in between. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, there's days gone, it's a 5 out of 10, it's an average video game, I'm not going around telling everybody it's a piece of shit. No. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. It, like... Like, like people need to remember what a bad video game is. Ride to Hell Retribution is a bad video game. We need game. more bad video games. You're right. People like, need to learn. Thor God of Thunder <laughs> for the Xbox 360 is a bad video game. Okay, Last of now. Us 2 is not a bad video game. So, uh, because we want to kind of talk openly about Last of Us and where we are in the game, we are going to, I think, bump that behind the news here. And uh, while we have been playing other things other than Last of Us 2... Uh, that's going to be the primary focus of our conversation yeah, today. Yeah, I don't think anybody really wants to hear me speak at length about Final Fantasy well, Can we hear more about Warzone? <laughs> uh, or Final Fantasy I like how like, no one wants to hear me talk about Final Fantasy XII, yet the other day you're just like, I think I'm going to make a hours-long video Well, discussing. that's that's for a different thing, though, because I think <laughs> I think twelve is one of the most interesting video games created just interesting-wise. Not, I'm not saying it's good or bad. Yeah. Just, it's very interesting. Lots to unpack. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the news, then. How sure. about that? Uh, Reed... I got some uh, some some bad news for you. Last week, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven was delayed until yeah. November. Uh, they put out basically a a release saying, "Hey, uh, the game's done, uh, but in its current form, we do not feel comfortable kind of putting it out there. We want to but we want to tweak it. We want to make sure this thing has no bugs in it." Uh, and of course, everybody's like, "This is vaporware at this point." It's like, motherfucker, you've been waiting. At most two, three years for Cyberpunk. Yeah, this isn't Star Citizen. Motherfucker, Final Fantasy Remake just came out. That game was in development for 12 years. Yeah, and look how that <laughs> fucking ended out. It, that, that game was going to be released on thank, multiple different yeah, platforms. Thank, no, thank Christ CD Projekt Red has the... Integrity? Integrity, yeah, yeah, the integrity <laughs> and also the patience and just the common sense to be like... This is not the best it could be. Yeah. Why don't we delay a little bit and we'll give the people, like, the most finished product we could it's, possibly It's fucking give them. insane when you consider this is the group of people that brought you Witcher 3. Yeah. And, and people are doubting them. And people are doubting that they can deliver on anything they put their minds to and put the time to. If they're telling us they need two more months, 
Yeah, they probably need those two more. Now you can put your tinfoil hat on and uh, say, "Oh, they're delaying it so it's a launch title for the new consoles." It's like, fucking so be it. Like that. Yeah. Then I will. Neither congratulations, you did it because I'll buy a PS5 yeah. to play this. Uh, when well, they've already talked about free upgrade paths, at least on Xbox, where like if you bought the Xbox One version, Dude, in you've September, said this on, like yeah. eight times on this podcast. It's, well, it's a, it's a, it's a. Yeah, I know. Mentioning, but you don't need to say it again. But, but to say that they delayed it simply so they could launch with consoles make, is inherently false. Yeah, it's inherently false. Uh, yes. And meanwhile, on the flip side of this, we have Bethesda, who will hit a deadline no matter what, will shit out a game that's full of bugs. Oh, yeah. They and, fuck. and on the flip side of that, we're going to complain about that. We're going to complain about Bethesda releasing copy-pasted, well, still broken This is another games. thing with online people. They're never satisfied. The like, online people. You do it Bethesda, and you get it out on the date no matter what, and people are like, this game's a buggy piece of shit. Or you delay it so you come out and it's playable, and people are like, fuck, it's delayed. Like... Yeah, like, the, they what? took that extra time with Witcher 3, and they made one of the most massive... Yeah, but by then, no one gave a fuck about Witcher, so no one cared about that at that time. I, but well, now, because CD Projekt Red's in the spotlight, everybody's like, hey, you owe me! You owe me! Uh, yeah, a uh, little patience goes a long way, uh, so I look forward to playing that game in November. And also, as of right now, nothing else is coming out in November, so... Yeah, go for it. Fuck it. Fucking bonus. Uh, yeah, so, cool your jets. Everybody's quick to be like, oh, this game's never coming out. It's like, what the fuck? Have you played video games for five fucking minutes? Have you heard of Star you know Citizen? Many, you know how many goddamn games there are that have just Star been... Citizen? It's this isn't like even the decade. case of like a development hell or this isn't happening. This is just like we're making a massive yeah. game. Do you guys ever Duke Nukem Forever? <laughs> Let the game come out and maybe play it for an hour before you say, oh, yeah. this is... Yeah. It's not even been delayed a year and people are like, Durr. It's pretty wild. Uh, also pretty wild is that Microsoft, after doing so much to raise their platform of Mixer up... Have what the fuck is Mixer? Listen, I was at E3 three years ago. Wait, that's like Twitch, right? It's it, it's like Twitch. It's Microsoft's Twitch, okay. uh, and they integrated it into their console, and it's their it's their it's Microsoft's Mixer. So I was standing behind someone, and Mixer had just launched or whatever, and uh, Jade turned to me and he was just like, "Oh, what what the hell is Mixer?" And I'm like, "It's got, it's Microsoft's like streaming service for like." music or like videos or something and a girl in a mixer shirt in front of me turned around and very condescendingly said it's microsoft's streaming video platform and it's going to rival twitch so i hope she was fucking wrong about that what a what an attitude uh but (laughs) yeah so mixer has been making moves lately though they signed ninja do you know who ninja is i I am aware okay the only thing i know about ninja is this video where he's at uh at a new year's eve party and you could tell like like um the people who hired him are like, oh, he's like this hip, young, cool guy, right? But, like, the crowd is all people older than Ninja who clearly don't fucking watch him. Yeah. So, at one point, Ninja has to do his fucking Fortnite gimmick, the dan- the floss dance. Yeah. So, he turns to the crowd, he goes in the mic, he says, everybody do it with me, and he starts, and no one does it with him. I like it. It's one of the greatest videos I've I'm ever sure seen. I'm sure he wiped life. his tears away with his thousands yeah, of dollars. Yeah, with millions of fucking so dollars. So, he, he was paid millions of dollars to basically abandon Twitch and jump to Mixer. Uh, and then now Mixer is no more. Uh, Microsoft is saying they will be literally redirecting Mixer to Facebook Gaming. And you know how people love Facebook. They want to give their information to Facebook. I know how people over the age of 35 love uh, Facebook. They want more Facebook integration. If this means that the Xbox Series X uh, has Facebook integration, if this means that Microsoft Xbox accounts have to be linked to Facebook oh. or something <laughs> like that, uh, listen, I'm just saying, uh, uh-oh... Uh, in exchange, Project X Cloud will expand onto Facebook, which is their cloud-based 
gaming service. It, no one's going to use it. Like Twitch is the YouTube of live streaming video games. Like, well, that's right. So Facebook and it's, and it's gone so past. That so like now. in you terms of you have thousands of people just watching a hot girl on a chair talk about things. I mean, that's all streaming services, but Twitch, in, in terms of uh, is is the number one platform. And uh, they and they have horrible double standards and practices. Um, as do all companies, apparently. So. Yeah, but no, like like uh, a very well known, a very little known, if female or male streamer could show off like an accidental half a second of like a side boob on Google Images accidentally, and they'll be banned for two weeks. Then you have one of your main streamers like Pokemon uh, giving alcohol and throwing their cat around their apartment and. Uh, saying racist and homophobic things and doesn't bat an eye like don't don't do well it. they're gonna have an influx of people from mixer uh so mixer was the lowest rung on the on the ladder uh facebook gaming apparently is a much more expanded platform than mixer has ever been and that's because facebook has the pockets for it uh where's google to come in with their streaming service that gets shut down in a year uh anyways that's what's happening there uh bad news for like dude facebook is in the news every other week doing something completely awful with no no morals whatsoever people are publicly quitting facebook and explaining why and microsoft amongst this is like mixer's done we're moving to facebook uh is is a huge misstep for them and they've been very careful with that shit lately uh so i was surprised to see that as were everybody on mixer who weren't told in advance that their platform was closing so good luck to all those people uh making their living that way crash bandicoot 4 sure Are, are you ready did you play Crash Bandicoot? Yeah, it was kind of before your time, right? No, it, it was around my time. It was like exactly <laughs> around my time. It's just never been my thing. There's no depth, but I don't want to play it. Uh, so this is going to be a full price game. It's going to be a full $79.99 Crash 4. It's about time. The 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 graphics look like the 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 style looks great. It's done by Toys for Bob, who did the the re-releases of like Spyro and, and Crash. So uh, that's coming out in October. Sure. We uh, we got a live stream from uh, Sakurai's living room about the new Smash Brothers Ultimate update, and we learned that the first fighter of the second season pass will be Min Min from Arms, which is a good really? cho- which is a good choice. Uh, Twin Tell, I think, was uh, the thirsty internet's first choice. Uh, she's the one with the like huge braids that she fights with. Talk- no, I'm talking about other video game series. Oh well, he already had announced that Arms was going to be the Next we're going to get a character from. So Arms. this is the new one after Byleth, right? Uh, Byleth is already out. Yes. Yes, but yeah. there was nothing between. This is Byleth this is the ne- this is the yeah. next character, and then people are like Dante or like Doom Guy, and they're like Arms, <laughs> <laughs> Arms, bitch. That one uh, game everybody everybody played. It. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna mount a very short, very succinct defense of the game Arms. <laughs> if you play Arms against someone who is who is evenly matched to you on the couch, so like if you're there with them and you're you're fighting it out in Arms. It is extremely fun. Unfortunately, the AI is not fun to fight against. Online is not fun to fight against. Uh, because Nintendo's online is a big and, pile of and shit. And if you're sitting next to somebody who is is going to play like a party fighting game, you're going to put Smash Brothers. Uh, but ARMS, I've had very fun experiences with. Once. You buy every video game ever. I mean, sometimes. Uh, that used to be the case. Uh, so, yeah, six characters will be included in the Fighter Pass Volume 2, and that comes with new stages and music. They released a Vault Boy me costume, uh, so knock your fucking self out. Just do a Doom Guy me costume. That's what I, I kept saying, put Doom Guy in the goddamn. Me costume is just like the, the, this, like the garbage pile, just like the... Eh, maybe better luck next time, guys. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Sakurai's living room's cool. He's got two TVs, and he's like, sometimes I like to watch TV while I game. And I'm like, 
I get this guy. Yeah, I do. I don't have two 65-inch TVs next to each other, but, uh, you know, we can't all be Sakurai. Uh, new Pokemon game announced today. Uh, the internet, of course, last week I talked about new Pokemon Snap, Pokemon Cafe Mix, all these new Pokemon apps that are coming out. Uh, and then they said, hey, there's more Pokemon news, motherfuckers. Join us next week at this time. We got more. So, of course, what does the internet do, Reed? They Let, speculate. Let's go, Johto. Fourth generation remakes. Uh, that's where the, that's where they went first. And anything that wasn't one of those two things was going to be met with huge dislikes and anger. Uh, so what does the Pokemon company do? They announce a, a presumably, free-to-play MOBA for the Switch and mobile devices. Oh. Uh, yeah. And that's it. And that's it. Sure. Uh, so, I don't... I don't. Well, I do work in promotions, I guess. I would have maybe put this game last week and then took the Pokemon Snap game and made it the standalone game. Because yeah, even if people were looking for Let's Go and looking for a fourth generation remake, if they get a new Pokemon Snap, you can't really say shit. Like, you got to be happy with a new Pokemon Snap. Come on, people. I'm asking for fears. No, I don't give a fuck about any of it. <laughs> like, it's so fucking crazy. Every time Nintendo does any video like this, they have to have a disclaimer of what won't be included. Otherwise, people immediately downvote the video and, and start mouthing off. So if they're like, it's a Pokemon Direct, we will not be talking about Smash. We will not be talking about this. It's a it's an Animal Crossing Direct. We will not be talking about Smash. We will not be talking about Pokemon. Now they have to be like, it's a Pokemon Direct, and we won't be talking about these things that don't exist. Is that the next step? We're not going to be talking about games that you think we are going to be talking yeah, about, is what no, they have to say no now. fourth gen remake coming up. Uh, they're gonna, not going to make any more Pokemon games. That's it. Never going to see him again. Well, you, make, you make more money elsewhere. Why would you? Did you end up playing the expansion? Not yet. 140 new old Pokemon to collect. Uh, they also have a thing now where you can turn any Pokemon into a Gigantamax Pokemon. So if it has a Gigantamax form, you feed it these items and you unlock it. So if you have Why any... would you want to do that when Gigantamax is banned online? Uh, if you have any Pikachu, let's say, and you want the chubby Pikachu, now you can do that. Sure. Who cares? Is Gigantamax banned online? Yeah, it was when I was playing. This yeah. gimmick they put in the game, you can't even play it online? No, you can use Dynamax, but Gigantamax oh, okay. is... Because, like, there's certain special moves that only they can get. But Dynamax was getting so uh, overpowered, too, that I believe right when I stopped playing is when they banned Dynamax, too. Because all you have to do is get a Moxie Gyarados. Moxie Gyarados being every time it faints a Pokemon, you get plus one attack, right? So you lead out with Gyarados, with Moxie. You fucking <laughs> you Dynamax into uh, into uh, the D Max wind move, uh, flying move. Sorry, it gives you plus speed. Plus, you probably just knocked out that fucking Pokemon with your massive attack stat. So boom, you just got a free plus one plus one attack. Do that two more times. You have plus three speed plus three attack. You just sweep the whole thing. And this isn't exclusive to Gyarados. Lots of Pokemon were experiencing this problem. And yeah, it made lots of battles bullshit because you could you could be winning five to one. They fucking Dynamax and pull out this bullshit strategy, and you just get fucking swept, and you can't do nothing about it. Sounds like Pokemon to me. Tony Hawk's remaster to feature today's pros plus original roster. I hope they don't upgrade the sprites at all, and they just have like shitty PS One like. Uh, oh the fucking menu. Tony Hawk Pro Skater is fucking amazing. Fuck yeah. Marvel's Avengers. Remember that game? <laughs> yes. How dated is that fucking Square game? Enix's Marvel's Avengers? <laughs> like people don't even care. Do people care about Avengers anymore? Dude, someone has to. My God. Right? 
They gotta. Like, it's been... You know what, like, one silver lining of COVID is? Is just, like, pushing those movies back? Letting it breathe a little bit? Dude, what if COVID is a secret conspiracy by Marvel to reinvigorate interest in their movies? Well, so they're leading coming out of COVID with Black Widow and, like, Doctor Strange 2 or, like, what? No, but people are so craved for movies and entertainment that they'll Are they? But they'll watch (laughs) these pieces of shit. I mean, they watch Tiger King, so what the fuck do I know? Uh, yeah. Crossplay will be available across PS4 and PS5, and then Xbox One and Xbox Series X. Whoop de doo! Uh, also, it is it is a next gen launch title. It has been officially announced, and there will be a free upgrade. So if you buy this thing on PS4 or Xbox One, you will get the next gen. Whoa! Version. Wow! Um, listen, I have not played this game myself. I have only heard first hand accounts from people who have. And I've only have seen what they've they've shown me. Remember when instead of showing gameplay or any meaningful aspects of the game, they just had the voice actors sitting on a couch talking about Yes. What the fuck was that? Well they're like, <laughs> Look at look at our voice cast. We have Troy Baker, Nolan North, Travis Willingham. You're like, Great, you have every voice actor from every fucking video game and anime in the now past what? decade. Now what? <laughs> Yes, exactly. Like, yes, congratulations. You have very competent voice actors. It is pretty wild that it's taken nearly a decade to get an Avengers game out, though. I think we can agree. Yeah, um, uh, but it shows you quite obviously they're not confident in their gameplay because they're showing off the actors. I think they wanted to make this game like, like, like oh, like we're making this like a movie. And you're like, like, good for you. Like, Last of Us 2 isn't fucking throwing Ashley Johnson, Travis Williams, I mean, and Troy Baker around everywhere doing all this stuff. They're selling the game based on its own merits. Uh, going back to an E3 story, when Last of Us 1 was announced, they had the voice actors, like they had like Troy Baker and stuff sitting in the Sony booth. No one could give a shit. Like, they, he wasn't established at that point. Oh, well, yeah. They were sitting there with like the pen and the stack of things to sign, and well, nobody was well, yeah, there. but, uh, and I've said this on the... I said this before on the podcast. Last of yeah. Us 1 was not the first game to do competent writing and a good story in video games, but I do credit it as probably the biggest, uh, like... That's what stood out about it. No, that, I, I, I credit it as the biggest industry changer in that regards that made a lot of companies go like, oh, wow, like, people really fucking like really well-written, mature stories. Like, people don't just want, like fucking like a five minute cutscene and then you play three hours and then you get another five minute cutscene it's like it was like the first american company to take a japanese approach to it but give it that western writing style oh that's thanks. what i gotta say about that thanks uh we'll get the last of us i thought again, what i, I said was very profound and you just go Bleh. it gave me gas evidently <laughs> uh the four biggest announcements and trailers from ea's play live event which i assume you didn't watch no apex legends is coming to switch okay <laughs> Okay. Uh, Yosef Farris, Ferris is making a new game. He's the guy who was at the Game Awards and said, Fuck the Oscars, man! Uh, he made... Uh, what was the fucking game? No Way Out? Was that... It was like the, t- the, the two... two person. Yeah. I've heard good game, things about yeah. it, actually. Uh, he also made before that... Was was, bro- was Brothers him? Shit, man. I'm, I'm losing it. Anyway, uh, he's got a new game. That's coming yeah. out. That's kind of exciting. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons. They showed it off. Listen... Let me tell you something about EA Star Wars games. They look and sound fucking incredible. Like there's there's no question. Yeah, I know. Like they you you nailed it. But, this game looks incredible. But, but like like it happens with every EA Star Wars game that's not Fallen Order is that it takes a while for it to get good. Um, depends. That depends on. Yeah, Fallen Order. Even like a lot of people are just like it's just the best game. I'm like that's a pretty good game. Yeah, Fallen Order is what I would call a seven and a half out of ten. Uh, seven out of ten. Anytime they set a Star Wars game 
and by that I mean anytime they announce a Star Wars game and they announce what the setting is going to be, first of all, most common setting, of course, between episodes three and four. I fought, and listen, we talked about this before at length, dude. Uh, the, but then the other thing people say is no matter when they set it, it's that's an interesting period of time. If you talk to any like diehard Star Wars fan, I won't mention names here. Uh, it's like uh, it's like this one's going to take place after Return of the Jedi. Ooh, and before, time? And before, wow, that's an interesting point of story. It's like because there's ship shooting no, lasers. That's how, any part of how Star Wars. I'm gonna make a Star Wars game that takes place a thousand years after fucking Rise of Skywalker, and people are like, "What's yeah, a Jedi?" A, yeah. yeah, that's an interesting time period. Yes, I should. Yeah, I'm gonna make a setting where like the Jedi and Sith have fucking kill each other so much that they combine into a single goddamn group called the the Dick Butts. So what's really interesting is that we're not going to go into a Star Wars conversation here, but, <laughs> Sorry, in, almost, a, almost but in a New Hope, which is less than thirty years from the Jedi existing and like running shit on Coruscant, basically being the the knights of the whatever, and people have completely forgotten. People think they don't even they, they think they're myths. They're a myth. Yeah, they never existed. Like, dude, like you were alive. Yeah, when they were still you were around. there. You were there. Yeah, your older brother remembers seeing Jedi himself. <laughs> yes, you have to go a little longer. Yeah, did your parents years. just not talk That's to you? That's a name about? I haven't heard in an yeah. age. <laughs> no, but it was yeah, 20 you years can, ago. You can pin that shit in George Lucas. It's like poetry, Lee. Right, but then before we told those stories, we could imagine whatever we wanted to imagine. Yeah, yeah, we didn't know there was a, a circular room listen, of assholes. If we're, if we're gonna, we can start a new podcast called Point Out Star Wars Potholes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, and then Skate is back. They had nothing to show. They showed Stage? two. Skate. Oh, skate, nice. Skate's fucking fun. Uh, so during the presentation, they basically okay. gave carte blanche to everybody to continue to harass EA at every turn if you want something made. As the messaging here was, your comments made Skate come back. And listen, I'm going to tell you an interesting story about Skate. It's not that interesting, actually. I've never bought the full game. I've only ever had the demo on the 360. Sure. But I've always found that that's all I need to be. <laughs> You, perfect. You do the quick tutorial game and tells you to do like three ollies, three kick flips, and three grinds. And then it's like, all right, just mess around for like two hours. And that's all I need, baby. Uh, people love Skate. People, uh, they love the mechanics of game. it. They love uh, they love everything about it. It's, I'm glad to see it's coming back. People are like, what about SSX? It's like, well, apparently EA just acknowledged that harassing them for years is the way to get a game made. Hey, so Battle for Miller Earth 2, Battle for Miller Earth 3, EA. Come on. <laughs> Battle for Miller Earth 3? Battle for Middle Earth, you don't Was there a Battle for Middle Earth 2? Yeah, the oh RTS. It's God. one of the greatest RTSs I've ever played in that's, my life. That's it's crazy. It's that's crazy talk. Like, like talk about just taking the movies, making it like the perfect video game. There's just like, here's all the great music. You just build up thousands of units and you make them charge at each other, and it's just Worth mentioning, there's a streaming thing that was basically Japan's answer to E3. It was called New Game Plus. There's no and chance we're talking about New Vegas today, by the way. I, I already said we weren't. Uh, so uh, there's there's this New Game Plus streaming thing, and all these different publishers jumped on, including Atlas. And uh, okay, let's see what Atlas had. This is Atlas's E3 presentation. It was 30 minutes of Catherine Switch gameplay, and then they dropped the mic and walked out. Uh, so that's the caliber. Oh, EDF 6 was announced. They showed a screenshot that fucking made me laugh so hard. It's like a destroyed city. Little soldier, EDF 6. I'm like, I guess you know what you're getting. Uh, and then me and my buddy were talking, because we're both EDF fans, connoisseurs as it were, that an EDF RTS would be a really cool game to play. You'd have like all your units and your mech suits and tanks, and then you'd be fighting big ants and shit. That'd be great. Sure. All right. Uh, is that it for you? I think it's time. The time, time finally okay uh so if you uh if you don't want to hear any last of us two spoilers we're not done the game but we're 
going to talk about we're what's definitely happening. a good amount through i think lee's about halfway i'm past halfway at this that's point. crazy if i'm halfway through the game because i feel like i've barely scratched the surface rod said he beat his in about 24 hours and but he's heard people online take about 30 hours if, if you explore a lot okay sure so, yeah. uh anyways the last of us part two was released last friday to uh, much uh controversy would you say controversy even though Yes, it's controversial for the wrong reasons, but it is controversial. I guess so. Uh, so people's issue with this game stems from it not sh- the not that it shouldn't exist, but that a lot of people felt strongly that uh, that that first game, mwah, Chef's Kiss, kind of leaving it open ended in the way. I, it did. No, I disagree uh, with that. I'd say the only people I've ever come across that have felt that way are you and me. Okay, that's fine. I've never found the Last people- of Us, as it were. Yeah, I'm like I've never. Saw people online going like, no, they should make a Last of Us 2. Last of Us 1 is perfect the way it is, and you can't follow it up. I feel like you and me are the only people talking about that. But you and me are very rational in that regard. Okay, because we're, we're, we're realists, yeah. I think is what the problem is. So when we think, when we hear Last of Us Part 2 will exist, and you see that first trailer, which alludes to, uh, spoilers from here on out, that Joel is dead. Uh, it turns out Joel is not dead in this game, but give it a little time. And he bites it. Uh, and that se- seemed uh, inevitable. That seemed like, in terms of writing a second That's story, a natural progression. this is what has to happen. Uh, what's interesting, and so the game fires up, and we'll talk about the gameplay and the stuff. We're going to basically spend 25 minutes talking about where we are at in the game, and then I would like to think we won't talk about it until we finish it and then kind of give our final impressions. Yeah. Uh, which I invited Nick to, but I think he wouldn't be able to listen to criticism. I know. I think he would actually. Um, I think like once he gets onto it, fired up. Once he gets out into an actual format. Uh, so the game starts up with Joel telling Tommy, his brother, uh, what happened with the fireflies at the end of the first game. And as far as we are concerned, this is the only soul that Joel has ever divulged this information to, unless something and happens. It's a fantastic way and an easy way to recap the previous game. It al- it also cheapens the first game in in saying that if you didn't play the first game, this is all that matters for this story. Uh, uh, is the way I saw it, but I, but I disagree. I think ninety percent of people going to Last of Us Two have played the first one. So like it's out on PS4 as well. It's it's, it's it was, all on how you interpret things, right? Because Joel shooting up the the fireflies to save Ellie, right? But that's, in a in a nutshell is like that's what happened. He saved his friend who wouldn't have done right, the same. It doesn't seem yeah. that bad, but if you're the player playing Last of Us One, but yes. this also like this is a tricky thing because it also depends on your temperament. If someone was not invested in the story in Last of Us 1, but really enjoyed the gameplay and got to the end with the Doctors, they may have just, like, you know, shot him and that's it, got Ellie and run out. But for a char- for someone like me, who became very invested in the characters and story, I liked them a lot, very much so. Um, that moment was, like, a turning point for me. That was, like, oh, like, you always hear, especially in 2, how Joel and Tommy used to be these, like, really bad dudes before. That was the only moment I felt it with Joel was with those doctors because I was like, you motherfucker. So I like yeah. lit one guy in fire. I shoot another guy in the head with a bow and like I stab another guy. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, like I wouldn't normally do that stuff, but it brought it out of me. Um, so yes, that recap. It, effective, compelling. Yeah, yeah uh, that recap does cheapen that feeling in a way, but that's only because you don't know how every player felt in that moment. Right. Also, it's like the ultimate selfish move yes. for Joel. So, like, the way I always saw it was just, like, at the very beginning of the of Last of Us 1, which I still contend is one of the greatest video game openings of it's all been, time. It's one of the most... It's one of the uh, strongest And nothing ever. in Last of Us has ever matched that level, but you start playing as Joel's daughter, and the soldiers roll through on, on Infection Day or whatever, and they gun down his daughter. Yeah. 
Uh, and but I, this is after you see how humans would probably react in the situation, which is not immediately turning on one another. Right. But running away, having problems, panic. Tommy, like, Tommy has a little bit of compassion. Joel's like, run him over, fuck him. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yes, one of the strongest video game openings of all time. And after you say what you got to say, I'd love to compare it to The Last of Us 2 opening. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, he loses his daughter there, and then you go through the, you know... Snap, we get a, a jump of years, which the, the second game does as well. Uh, and that's where I was kind of like, the, the air was let out of the bags. I'm like, oh, now Joel's just like some guy running errands for this rebellion group, whatever. But your interest is peaked back But up. my But my interest is peaked in the mystery of the world and the infection. The idea that we need to get this girl somewhere for some reason pulls me through that game. But also... And you the have, writing. Yeah, and yeah. also it helps a lot that the story is not just... Uh, not is 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 it is as simple as that, but it's, it's the road. It's, we need to get from one place to yeah, another. Yeah, it's yeah. the road, but it's mostly it's more importantly a story about how Joel lost a daughter at the yeah. beginning of the game. That's what I'm getting to, and he yeah. couldn't help it. But towards the end of the game, he found a situation, and in, in, it, it's such a weird. His 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 real daughter died for nothing, and he couldn't help it. Yeah, but his new daughter could have died for everything could have died for everything but he can help it so he makes the selfish choice in this and you can see and then lies to her about what happened there and Uh, and that and it completely changes the relationship and that's what I love so much about Last of Us 2 is that they didn't back they didn't bitch out about that it would have been so easy for Last of Us 2 to just been like no Ellie believed the lie Ellie and Joel got along like Great pals. So where we're at in the game, again, I think you're reading between the lines in a in a, in in an incorrect way. I'm going to be honest there. Really? Uh, unless there's a flashback later where Ellie is told this or figures this out, Ellie doesn't know still what happened at the Fireflies. Yeah, I know, but you can like I think it's I, in my opinion, I think it's very apparent not in the way Ellie speaks and the way Joel speaks, and especially in how they interact. Uh, the cutscene at the beginning of the game. Um, where Ellie's still a small child, we're drawing her book, and Joel brings her the guitar for the first time. That one jumps out to me immediately. You can tell the relationship is not the same. Right, but we don't know why yet. No, I I think it's very obvious why they don't need to say it. It's because Ellie doesn't fully believe what Joel told her. Sure, she has doubt, but she does not know what what happened. Hey, you saw that cutscene too, where it's a flashback where Ellie goes to Joel and says, like, listen, motherfucker, like, you brought me to the Fireflies... I was unconscious, and I woke up in your car, and you said they found, like, dozens of other people like me. How am I supposed to believe that? I didn't see that flashback yet. Oh. No. Okay, well, it's the next thing coming okay. up. So, like I said, you have information I don't. Uh, so, where so, I am at in the game but is... That, that, yeah. But that directly addresses your concern, then. That Ellie knows something's up with okay. that shit. Yeah. I just she, thought there was another falling out, or or more importantly, no, no, that no. this is someone who's growing up. And, and like, even before that flashback, yeah. that's how I always interpreted it, was that Ellie's not fucking dumb. She knows that Joel's lying about something. You don't grow that close with that person without knowing it. Right. And it's definitely echoed in the relationship, especially in that cutscene where he gives the guitar for the first time. Like, they're not speaking to each other like they did when they saw the giraffes. Or even in the flashbacks, subsequently. Yes. Like, they're clearly not on the best terms anymore. And it's not... Because the trust is gone. Um, Right. And and like I said, I loved how Naughty Dog didn't bitch out on that. Could have easily just made the relationship hunky-dory. Ellie believes the lie, and that's that. But they they decided to keep true, make it very complicated, which I very much enjoy. All right. So... You get to Last of Us Part Two. It's inevitable. It's happening. Uh, you know, personally, I don't care about a Last of Us Two, so I don't really follow. 
Right. We uh, both. Yeah. We both didn't want a Last of Us two, but for different reasons. Yeah. You mostly because you think that story's done, and I agree with that on that part. And right. So you the, just don't think there's anywhere to go. So with coming it. into Last of Us two, the things that would would win me over is being surprised by a compelling story, being surprised by gameplay innovations. Uh, and I got neither of those. What I did get, however, as someone who's really into urbex and watches hours of YouTube videos of people exploring abandoned shit, is taking in the environments, uh, looking at the level design, and just cruising through this abandoned Seattle is absolutely phenomenal in yeah. this game. Um, uh, in terms of gameplay, let's get it out of the way. It's the same game. There's some new... Okay, we're going to go into gameplay before story and everything. Uh, yeah, so okay. so to get out of the way, the crafting is there. You pick up yeah, uh, it's odds the ex- and ends. It's and the junk. exact same as last It's the exact same game, yeah. Except now you get prone and you get slightly different weapons. Uh, there are tons of accessibility options in this game that are absolutely phenomenal as well uh, in terms of making things high contrast, making things stand out. Even as someone who doesn't need these options, you might consider turning them on. You can make everything that's collectible in the environment glow. Oh, that'd be nice. It's, yeah, it it would be nice. But I don't do that. See, that here comes my issue with the fucking Final Fantasy button again. It's just like, oh, there's something that would clearly make this better that I wouldn't have walked past if I obviously saw it. So my, I have to go into every corner clicking triangle trying to see if there's a fucking pile of screws on the ground when there is an option in the game to make those things fucking right. blink like I, I signs I like they add you. that option because personally uh, I enjoy the exploring aspect. It makes... Sure. It's, uh, you feel rewarded, but also you feel like immersive, a sucker, right? And it's also immersive. No, it's immersive for me. I'm not yeah. playing the game to cruise through it in 15 hours and just blast people in the face personally. Right. I'm, I'm playing it as a survival horror game. So which, I intended... Uh, to blast people in the face and finish the game in 15 hours. But once you get to the first open area there in uh, Seattle uh, and you have the map and all the things That's on it. probably the newest thing in the game is a very limited right, which open was, world. Which is not new. It's not. It's new to The Last of Us, but right. it's not new to Uncharted and Naughty Dog games because Uncharted 4 had a lot of that as well. Okay. Uh, I like it. I like it better than a huge open world in a narrative-based game. It, it yes. forces you to move on. God of War is yes. a great uh, example. Whereas there's something like, let's talk about Dragon Age Inquisition or even Witcher 3 where at a certain point the narrative says, hey, leave this area, but you're like, there's fucking a million things to do. Last of Us 2 actually finds a good balance of that. Uh, and the... Okay, so gameplay-wise, basically the same. Some light puzzle solving. There's stealth and combat mechanics. You have to deal with infected. You have to deal with human beings. You eventually have to deal with dogs. Uh, uh, variations of infected. Yeah, you can mantle over things. You can climb up things. You can stealth go prone. Stealth kill, prone crawl. Yeah. You can place mines down, stun bombs, bows and arrows, yeah. uh, guns, stuff like that. So the Bottles, game is b- bricks. broken up into exploration... Uh, combat and then cutscenes and then cutscenes and the story. Uh, yeah, so it's like like we said, it's very it's incredibly similar. In, to last in of terms of pacing, uh, I think it's fine. And let's talk now about the story. Uh, the characters. Wait, as we're a, not. We're gonna skip over gameplay that quickly. What else is there to say? Well, just how uh, do things we probably would have liked. How uh, I find it more enjoyable than you do because of certain reasons. Um, sure. Like, we can talk about the combat and stuff that I find extremely easy and I find the stealth completely unrewarding in this game. Yes, but and I, I disagree with both of those. Personally, I've not found this game very easy. I'm just playing a regular difficulty, but, for example, I'm in the hill... Like, I was in the Hillcrest area, and I tried so that's to... that's where I am now. Yeah, and yeah. I tried to do some, like, just, like, basic run-and-gunning tactics, and I got fucked on. Like, there's, like, a, like 20 guys, like, three dogs, and yeah. they're all running around me, and I can't do anything so, about it. I, I always try to engage with the stealth mechanics at first. If a game has it, I'll always try to engage yes. with it at first until I start seeing through it. 
and I start seeing how the AI works. And at a certain point, I'm like, I'm wasting my time waiting for this zombie to shamble across the room when I can quick toss a bottle in its face, stab it, sprint behind another thing before any of the other zombies come at me. And you get in such a rhythm with this that I don't even duck behind cover or use the listening mechanic anymore. I'm literally running in. I have, I'm in normal mode as well. I have so much shit. I have so many bullets, bombs, all these things. Uh, and the dodge is so uh, lenient. You can dodge most any attack coming your way. Yeah. Uh, like, so now I don't have Dina. The Hillcrest is the first part where you're, you are actually alone. You don't have another person pulling hate or whatever, aggro, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so maybe that will change, and I will let you know that. But up until this point, I abandon stealth entirely. Yeah, I, I'm just a, a punisher. <laughs> like, I, I feel like every time I abandon stealth, I usually get fucked on, especially in some of these later sections with lots of guys. Um... Like, I'm not saying I have to go full stealth and I'm taking five minutes to kill a single person, <laughs> but, like, I'll throw a bottle over here and then I'll crawl over there, stealth kill this guy while his buddy's walking still towards the thing. I'll shoot a bow and arrow. Then by the time that their third buddy will see both of them are dead, I'll back up and yeah. I'll go stealth kill him. Thank you for miming all of this, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for this audio podcast. I, uh, in regards to combat, another thing I really like is, I guess it's technically more of so of the whole game, but I like how they gave random jobbers uh, names. What's even cooler than that is they know your name. I thought that was really cool. When I was in the TV station, one of the bad guys was like, Dino went around the back. And I'm like, oh, they would like talk to each other and eventually learn. That, no, that's what I mean. They get random jobbers' names. No, no, no. But like they're talking about us, the character. They're talking about like Dina, who's on your team, not their their jobbers. How do they know Dina's name? I don't know. I heard them say it, unless it was a different name. No, I think you're hearing Dana, which was an NPC that you killed. Okay. Yes. But no, if you... That's, ki- that's their bad. Yeah. No, it's not. And why don't they know your name? Why would they know your name? Well, eventually you're the boogeyman, right? They know who you are. They don't know your fucking name. Why would they know your name? They tortured Tommy and figured it out. There's no electronics. We don't even know if they have Tommy. So here's... Listen. Yeah, no, listen. This no, is no, no, done. no. This you want to bring up electronics? Where's the walkie-talkies? I understand there's no cell phone network. I understand there's no internet. Fucking break into a, a hardware store and get some walkie-fucking-talkies and charge them up. because, like, the radio... Who can, there's power, There's electricity everywhere in the game, Reed. Like, the, there is a radio you use. You use a fucking radio in this game. You use a radio, but why wouldn't they have... If they're leaving their town... Probably because there's no batteries anymore. You can't make new batteries. I anymore. don't... I disagree. There's rechargeable batteries. It's 2013. <laughs> well, when the apocalypse yeah, happens. Yeah, so, like, ever after, imagine... You, you can't go beyond 2013. I don't fucking buy it. Whatever. <laughs> Walkie-talkies, no, bro. so we can't talk about that kind of stuff because then we start talking about the zombies and how they no, shouldn't fucking exist. No, still, and then so. you just get into problems with the zombie genre in general and how gameplay is... So, let's get into problems with the zombie genre. No, 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 because you're going to be like, Duh, why are zombies... No, no, no. They don't use their muscles for years. Shouldn't they not have arms? And you're like, dude, No, fuck I'm not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about the fact that this genre has been done to fucking death. And there is no story you can tell in this genre that I have not well, already yes, seen. Well, yes, but and I said to these, I said this to you before. Um, in twenty thirteen or twelve or whatever, when they yep. made the first Last of Us, zombies were all the craze. Right. That was the shit. Right. You can't make a Last of Us two and not have them. Uh, I right. I mean, you're right. But, you here's, but here's my biggest problem with the game: is that the mystery is completely gone, and it is it is factions of people in the post apocalypse fighting each other. This is what ruined Walking Dead. At a certain point, they weren't just surviving. It was a matter of, let's let's live in this town. Let's make a civilization again. And then having to deal with armies of other people trying to do the same. Yeah, I get that. And that's where Last of Us Part Two. that's the story of Last of Us Part Two. And it's got go away heat with me. I'm just like, I don't care about this. No, I get that. Uh, so let's talk about the story. But that's... 
that's personal preference though. Like right. you can't you can't say a game's like you can say a game's bad based on writing. Like sometimes games clearly have bad writing. But like there might be people out there that really think your automata story is super pretentious and like they just it's not for them so they think, I mean but like <laughs> you know what I mean though, right? Yeah. Like uh, I can't you can't say a game has a fantastic. But near Automata is not set in a set in a zombie apocalypse, like it's, like every other piece of media. That's is. not what I'm saying. Yeah, like some like for, clearly lots of these people playing this fucking game still like the zombie genre and still like the story. Fine, but but my point is that the zombies aren't aren't the focus of the story anymore. They're just they're a thing that exists. But they weren't in the like like they were of, they were but they weren't though. It was you you were wading through this sea of zombies to hopefully rid the world of them forever. Well, you, you fought more dudes than zombies in the first. Last I game. definitely broke a lot of uh, two by fours over dudes' heads in that game. No, yeah, no. Last uh, of Us one was was also a human story. Like let's not sure let's not get it confused. Yeah, that's like, fine. Like, like, yeah, I'm just saying, um, don't get confused like that. Uh, I, I'm just saying, I to start, before this game even fucking, I push start on this game, I am uninterested in the setting. The thing that won me over, again, is the 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 environments, the, the storytelling. And that's where I found my happiness with this game, as I mentioned earlier, is that I'm like, I'm going to take this game minute to minute. I'm going to enjoy what I'm seeing on the screen and deal with things as they come up. Versus, I think a lot of other people, uh, like reviewers, let's say, rushed to the end of the game because they want didn't take the time with that and then everybody else who either read a list of spoilers here's 30 hours of stuff boiled down to 8 points that are specifically made to make you hate this game before ever touching it and that happened 2 weeks before the game came out so everybody had a basically they fueled up their tanks for the hate machine I already hate Last of Us 2 now here's a list of things completely out of context that, that I will now regurgitate on the internet over and over and over again uh, to put this game down. And that's that's meaningless. If you don't... Listen. You know how many fucking thousands of video games there are out there? Just leave this one in the dirt. Don't don't play it. Right. You it's don't like, have to play it. It's like, hey, Lee. Like, it's 1972 or whatever. Like, there's a movie coming out next year. It's called Taxi Driver. I'm going to give you the entire movie, but in five bullet points. Yeah. It's going to be... Dude goes to a porno theater. With his girlfriend and wonders why she hates it. <laughs> yeah. Dude goes to a porno theater and watches other dudes jerk off. Dude goes crazy dude tries to kill a politician decides to ch- save a 13 year old hooker you'd be like this sounds like the dumbest sounds awful this sounds like the yeah. dumbest fucking movie ever made and you'd be like yeah cause it's five bullet points you don't have any context you no don't know nuance what the tone's, uh, you, don't have, yeah. you don't know what the performance is gonna be like what the tone is gonna be like nothing so, so from here on out and including when we revisit this game to talk about it after we finished it I, I'm leaving that behind uh, simply there is such a thing as not supporting something if you don't believe in it. If there's a movie sequel coming out and you're like, man, that first movie was so good. I don't want to see it tainted by a sequel that's not as good or I'm just not interested in it. Right. You, you, are, mean- it's, you, you are not being forced like Alex DeLarge with your eyes held open to play Last of Us Part right. 2. Right, yeah. Like, you and me, when we said we don't want Last of Us 2, it's not because we have some hate. We're both fucking playing gen- it yeah. is, is the thing to, to point yeah. out. Yeah, I'm saying it from the perspective, I don't think you can follow it up with anything that's going to be better and, like... It's like when band, like one of the most badass, coolest fucking things a band can do is they write their magnum opus, right? They make the greatest fucking album they could possibly make, and then they go, that's it. We did it, guys. No, like, why would we continue after this? Why would we ever try again? Yeah, it's like, it's ACDC going out on Back on Black. It's Met- like it's Metallica going out on fucking, like... Uh, Saint Anger. Like, <laughs> yeah. Live the documentary and everything. Just leave it on. Like, you know what, but you know what I mean, right? Like, yeah. like, like, it's trying to, it's... Like, let's make Taxi Driver 2. 
Why? Uh, Don't. Right. Why would you do that? But if they do decide to do that, it's up I'm to you. Gonna wa- but I'm going to watch it. <laughs> You're going to be it. curious. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to watch it, but how could you yeah. possibly follow that up? Um I just, yeah, from my perspective, I don't think you should turn out a sequel if you're not completely confident that it's going to be better than your original. Right, so without having finished the game, we only have where we're up to so far. I don't know, we we only have so much time left, but let's kind of sum up the story so far in bullet points so people can hate on it. Uh, The story begins, Tommy and Joel are coming back from a a expedition of some kind. Uh, Joel has found and cleaned up a guitar for Ellie. Uh, There's clearly some dissension in their relationship. Uh, he's going to teach her how to play guitar. We jump ahead in time. Something has just taken place the night before, wherein Ellie has kissed another girl in the in the uh, in the town called Dina, and she just broke up. And she just broke up with Jesse, who's a pretty cool guy. And uh, it, it there is a there is a mood that like Ellie's character in that jump, uh, and throughout the course of the game. Uh, that I'm at so far, just the more she's on the road, the more she's killing, the more emotional baggage or the more time that has passed. The more she's going back to, like, that... She's becoming, like, feral. Like, in a, yes. in, without lack of a better better term. Uh, like, and, like um, Last of Us 1 has such a somber, dark, sad, like, adrenaline-rushing fucking beginning... Last of Us Two is you're having a snowball fight, yeah, and you're walking. You're talking about who kissed who at the party last yeah, night, and like, yeah, and you're at a party last night, and like, yeah, Ellie is not happy or angry or sad. She's just kind of like, yeah, you know, she's yep. just a teenager, but she's also like 18, right? Yeah, so she's it's a like, teenager. She's uh, just whatever. But yeah, like you said, throughout this game, you slowly see Ellie. Like, it'd be so easy to do like a fucking like a berserk approach. It works for anim- for anime and Japanese stuff. It's already inherently over emotional. So having a character switch from a good person to I'm gonna fucking kill all of them is good for something like that. It wouldn't work in a game of Last of Us, like Last of Us. So I'm very glad they're taking a very slow, very deliberate approach to this whole revenge thing. Even though revenge is a very Play-Doh plot and we've seen it a lot, I'm glad they're not just going like, oh, Ellie immediately turns into this hateful monster who's willing to do anything. No, it's a very gradual, slow thing. She still jokes around with Dina. She's, At first. Yeah. She still has some laughs. But yeah, like you said, eventually that goes away. Yeah. So uh, Joel and Tommy are out on a expedition here in the winter, uh, whatever it is. Uh, they, uh, Dina and Ellie are going out on their expedition. The game keeps switching between Ellie and a new character by the name of Abby at this point, who is seemingly just out in the woods somewhere. A friend of hers says, hey, there's something you got to see. Uh, the thing that they get to see is the town, and they allude to looking for someone in this town. And it's and very obvious that cool. who the fuck it is. But you don't know why. Yeah, and you still uh, don't know why. Eventually, through, you, like, through huge I, coincidence, Joel and Tommy end up saving Abby from a swarm of infected. Well, not huge coincidence, because to, uh, Tommy and Joel are, are on like a, a perimeter check, essentially, yeah. and they have certain locations they must go to and log in what they found and did, right? Right. And her whole plan is, I'm going to go to that outpost and see if I can find anybody there and get information from them. It's totally not a thermal possibility that Tommy and Joel could no. have been there for hours and then Abby stumbled And in off. fact, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. Uh, so at a certain point, they learn uh, after smoking a bunch of weed and having sex in the basement of a library that uh, Joel and Tommy did not check in at the checkpoint. Ellie immediately snaps to you and uh, obviously something's wrong here. This is Joel we're talking about. Why wouldn't he be there? Uh, and uh, lo and behold... They go to this outpost to find that these people, who we later learn are the WLF, uh, have basically 
well, strength in numbers, right? They they have Joel there. And once he says his name is Joel, everybody in the room perks up. You're like, oh, this is the motherfucker they're You're looking like, for. Oh, fuck. And then they Robocop him. Yeah. Um, except he doesn't come back as a cool killing machine. Yeah, he just dies. <laughs> so so uh, uh, Ellie descends in this house to find... And this is more interesting things. It would be, like I said, it'd be so easy to do certain things. It'd be so easy to make all the LF, WLF just... Including Abby, just complete monsters, and they kill all of them there, and that's it, right? Everybody's on equal footing of dislikability in this game. Yeah, no, like you could tell, you can tell from just this cutscene alone that they have a reason to hate Joel, and Joel probably did something bad. It's yeah, clearly not like it's clearly not like Joel just killed some random jobbers that they happen to be in the same group with, and that's it. No, like you can tell clearly something personal happened here that Abby is killing just Joel for. They left his fucking brother go. Alive, yeah. Alive. And like this girl, Which is something Ellie would never and do. And this girl that came in to rescue him that kept saying, I'm going to fucking kill you. They, they left, left her, her left alive. Him. Yeah. So you can, right from there, you already know that this group of enemies has morals. Like, which, which you do not. <laughs> yeah, which you do not later in the game. Yeah. Um, and they, they are here for a purpose. So I think it's very obvious that, and I haven't come across that point yet either, where you, if you do find Abby... She's gonna say something that Joel did that is unspeakable, like horrible, that you couldn't even imagine. Like, like oh, like, like uh, me and my family, it was, the outbreak just happened. We were escaping a highway. 53. I, I don't think it's gonna. I think she's just related to somebody from the Fireflies that Joel shut up. I don't think. That's, they, I don't think the no, game and is that's, gonna. Yeah. Listen, if you're like, that's what I was gonna get to. Yeah. I would hope that it's gonna be something like that. Like me and my family were escaping Highway 53. Joel and his brother <laughs> came, very specific. Joel and his brother came out and they looted us. Um, Tommy wanted to leave it alone at that, but Joel kept pushing and he killed like my dad or my mom or something. Yeah. You'd be like, okay, I can believe that. That's interesting. It adds layers to this. That'd be great. That's what I'm hoping happens. What would be the lazy thing and the shitty thing to do, in my opinion, but I can see why they would do it. An unrelated incident is much more interesting. I yes, agree with you. Yeah. But what would be the more boring thing, but the more... Uh, sensible thing honestly was yeah she is related to Marlene the fireflies in some capacity but but at the same time I don't believe that fully because she would have known who Ellie was then potentially but she didn't she didn't know who she was Ellie um, could have been there and gone by the time yeah anyway. um, uh, so we gotta kind of wrap it up here for the, the conversation the, the things I took away from this scene and people are talking about like ooh what an ending for Joel it's like no motherfucker you ever watched a fucking movie like the stark bleak end to the hero it, it's fitting with the the setting, setting yeah. and the genre oh, yeah, Joel what, never uh, Joel never pleads for his life that's what that's another thing I was, as far as I remember yeah that's that's the other thing I was gonna say that I just forgot about was um, they didn't do the cliche video game death or movie death for that matter which is like they leave him a little bit alive like he's dying and then yeah. he gets to go like he gets to call her baby girl. They get their goodbye moment. Oh, he's they cry. No, he just he looks at her. He can't say a word because he's beat to shit. Ellie just says, "Get up! I'm gonna fucking kill you." Then the girl bashes Joel's head in, and that's it. Because that that's what what had happened in real life. She was <laughs> sure. She no. She wouldn't like a, like she wouldn't hesitate. She would just kill Joel. There wouldn't be some special words being thrown out between the two. She like goes into her monologue. As far as we know, before Ellie got there, she did yeah, that. Yeah, there wouldn't, yeah. Be an epil- there wouldn't be a monologue. She didn't tell Ellie why she was doing this. It was yeah. just like, no, I don't kill him. 
Whack, he's dead. Uh, so basically, Ellie is is out for revenge here. She's going to chase the WLF. Uh, Tommy's like, hey, let me let me talk to uh, Maria, who I guess is the mayor or like the Her the proprietor friend. of the town, who is yeah. also uh, Tommy's wife. Yeah. Uh, so Tommy, in the in the cover of night. Uh, leaves to get revenge himself. Hopefully, I guess thinking that this will prevent Ellie from going. No, in, in fact, okay. What I think, even if we're gonna get a little bit further into that, was he knows that's not gonna stop Ellie. What he's hoping to do is <laughs> de like, de danger de Seattle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, not to de, de not to undanger it or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but hopefully, like get what needs to be done done before Ellie gets there because he knows that. Like, if Ellie goes through with this, and she kills all these people and everything, like, I didn't come back She from... stabs Han Solo on that bridge. It's yeah. all over. No, but you know what I mean? Like, like Tommy, from his experience, could be like, Joel never recovered from the horrible things he's done. Yeah. He was in a bad place because of his daughter dying for such a long time. He did a lot of bad things to a lot of good people. And he never fully recovered from it. If I let Ellie go down that road, she's going to become the same thing, and I can't let that happen. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to try to... Stop this before it starts. All right, so that's where we're going to leave it for this week. Uh, hopefully, we both finish this game this weekend, and we can talk more about it. Uh, kind of wrap it up. Uh, final thoughts. You're enjoying the game. Read. It's very good. I think it's very good. I would not call it better than Last of Us One, but that's I because, like I said before, I don't think you can top Last of Us One. It, it is a technical marvel. This game runs perfectly. I've heard even without updates, there are no technical issues or bugs with this game. I haven't encountered anything. Uh, not no T posing, no clipping through things, no anything like that. Uh, so from that point of view, complete kudos to Naughty Dog. I'm gonna wait to pass judgment on the story until I see how it wraps up. Obviously, um, but so far it's fine. Like here's the problem though. Like at, at the end of the day, I didn't want this. No matter where this story goes, I, I am not compelled nearly as much as I was with the first game. So uh, we will revisit this next week. Thank you all for joining us. Sorry we didn't talk about New Vegas this week. We'll get to that next week, hopefully. The next week will probably just be Last of Us slash New Vegas. Uh, you can interact with the show at TitsIceberg on Twitter. Lee at TitsIceberg.com is our email address. Please send us questions and topics. Thanks for signing up. We'll talk to you again next week.